Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome back. We're 17 away from eight. It's now time to talk football. With football journalist and Arsenal tragic Harry Simeo joins us to talk about his side's big win over Newcastle at St James Park this morning. The 2-0 victory keeps the pressure on Manchester City, who lead the English Premier League by just one Point. Arsenal needs Manchester City to drop some points somewhere. They have Everton, Chelsea, Brighton and Brentford to play. Who is it most likely? Here we go. We're going to chat to Harry. How are you, Hazza? I'm good. I'm buzzing after that performance and result from Arsenal. I can't complain. Great, great start to the day or end to the day in my case. <laughs> oh, mate, you've made a bit of a meal of it. How's it been being an Arsenal supporter fan? Like You've obviously given yourself a chance to head towards the, the big time, but, mate, there's some tough, tough, touching, tough times during it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I think most sensible Arsenal fans knew that this was going to be a really, really difficult challenge for Arsenal to go on and win the Premier League because of the fact that Manchester City have been an absolute machine in recent seasons. They've got an incredibly deep squad full of world-class talent. I mean, at the weekend, they made seven changes to their starting eleven and still were able to put in the kind of performance that we've come to expect. Arsenal have had a few injuries of late. They don't necessarily have the same level of quality to backfill the players that were absent. So Arsenal fans might not have said it publicly, but I think a lot of them knew that you know they were only one or two injuries away from, from real trouble and they still had some difficult fixtures to play. Um, so I'm not surprised in the position that Arsenal are in. I'm just pleased with the progress. I mean, to be in a situation where you know there's, there's three games to go now for Arsenal and, um, uh, yeah, Brighton, Nottingham Forest Wolves, yeah, three games to go for Arsenal. To be in that position is is a huge sort of step forward for the Gunners. So I'm delighted, I'm pleased, but it has been an emotional roller coaster. You're right to say that. Hey, Harry, thanks for joining us, mate. Just they they need to drop a game, Man City. Um, if Arsenal are to have a chance, they've got a they're a point behind with a Man City got a game in hand. Who who do you think out of the three, Everton, Chelsea, I'll make it four, Brighton or Brentford, um, are most likely to take those points off Man City, if any. Well, the one I was kind of banking on from sort of the off, sort of when we got into the final running, was the Brighton game. Uh, Brighton away from home is a really, really tough fixture. They've been in wonderful form this season. They beat Manchester United there uh, just a few nights ago in midweek. So, you know, Brighton are a really difficult side to beat. Brentford have an incredible home record this season, which makes them a tough opponent. But with Brentford, you just wonder if they might be on holiday, um, if that makes sense. I don't want to question anybody's professionalism but having spoken to a 
a lot of footballers over the years, they do say that when you get to that point in the season where there isn't really anything significant to play for, you do sort of take your foot off the gas a little bit, even sort of subconsciously. Is it because, um, you know, you're, you're kind of over the line? Will that happen? Does that mean you play with extra freedom instead? I don't know. It's difficult to say. But Brighton is the one for me. Um, and Everton away at the weekend could potentially be difficult as well because Goodison Park is capable of generating arguably one of the best atmospheres in the Premier League, certainly in the top three. They desperately need the points. They're down at the bottom. They've got it all to play for. And that game comes in between Manchester City's two uh, Champions League semi-finals with Real Madrid, uh, the first and second leg of either side of that Everton game. So that's another game that I'm looking at and thinking, you know, maybe after today's result, where I'm sure everybody was looking at Arsenal and saying they're going to lose up at St. James's Park, that might have changed Pep Guardiola's plans now. He may feel that he can't afford to make a multitude of changes in between that Champions League uh, semi-final, the two legs of that. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, Everton and Brighton will be the ones that I'm, I'm looking at and, uh, and sort of crossing my fingers for. Well, we're hoping you, you get the success with Arsenal, mate. But, you know, you'd have one eye on Manchester City because they are a fantastic team with um, Erlen Haaland and what he's been able to achieve with them for such a short period of time. But Manchester City, also, like you alluded to, they have Champions League against Real Madrid, FA Cup final against Manchester United. Is talk of the treble premature for Manchester City? I, I don't think it's premature because I think they're definitely good enough. Um, you know, I've been watching the Premier League since the mid-90s and, and I can't remember a more complete squad inside um, than, than Manchester City. And what they do is they do it with an incredible swagger and style as well. They're definitely uh, probably the greatest Premier League side ever in terms of their level and the way they've been able to, um, you know, sort of find the consistency over the course of, you know, if they won it this year, it'd be five out of the last six years. They've been crowned champions. And even Liverpool, who managed to get into the 90-plus points mark on two occasions, still couldn't stop them. Uh, they only managed to win it once, Liverpool, in that period of about five years where those two sides were going toe-to-toe. So I think they're definitely, definitely capable of it. What I would say is that, again, it's not something that, I'm sh- that he'd admit, but Pep Guardiola will be focused on the Champions League first and foremost because that is the one that he's missing from his collection. At Manchester City, that's the one that keeps being brought up. That's the question that's always asked of him. He hasn't won the Champions League since he left Barcelona. And a lot of people put that down to the fact that he had the likes of Messi in, uh, in his team that time. But I think he'll be looking at the Champions League and, and will be hoping to go on and win that. And if they get past Real Madrid, they play an Italian side in the final, either Milan or Inter, who have been good this season in Europe, but domestically haven't been very good and certainly aren't anywhere near Manchester City level. Harry, it's Ricardo here in the producer's booth, mate. Uh, you, you mentioned Real Madrid there. Carlo Ancelotti, that squad, the, the likes of Cruz and Modric and Benzema, like the, winning the Champions League's in their DNA. I've seen a lot of people talking about the treble, but I, and, and a lot of people say that it's Manchester United is the only thing between City and the treble, but I think they're, they're forgetting Real Madrid because I think that's more likely to trip City up than anything. Yeah, Real Madrid in the Champions League are just a completely different animal. Um, it's, it's, I can't put my finger on what it is that they have with that competition. You know, sometimes you just have it sort of mentally, don't you? You, you feel like this is your competition. You feel like it's yours and, and you go into it and you play with, with this just extra level of determination. You mentioned some of the players there, incredibly experienced at the highest level. And not only have they got that, they've got a really good 
uh, young group around them as well. You know, the likes of Vinicius Junior, uh, Rodrigo, people like that, Camavinga in the midfield and a number of others who have really sort of stepped up as well. So they're a really, really talented side. For me, Carlo Ancelotti is still in the top two, maybe three managers in world football. So Pep Guardiola tactically will have his hands full with him as well. Um, and you're right, I think that Real Madrid are probably a bigger threat in terms of uh, preventing the treble than, uh, than of course, uh, Manchester United are who Manchester City meet in the FA Cup final. Hey, Harry, we at the other end of the table, we, we're... We're only a game away that can change the shape of uh, a team going, staying up and going down. The one, the one that is really, um, I guess, I'm worried about is Everton, who's, who I don't think have ever been down. What do you think of their chances of staying up, or are they are they destined to get down, get down a level? I must admit, when Sean Dyche took charge of Everton a few months ago, I thought that was going to be it. I thought that he was going to turn it round. I thought he'd get them. Uh, back to doing the basics right, as he's done at uh, numerous other clubs. He especially done that at Burnley, where they didn't have the resource. They didn't have uh, the star quality that some of the teams around them had, but they always had a great organization, a real fight and a passion, and they were able to kind of uh, sort of generate atmospheres, particularly at home, that helped them get over the line. But it hasn't really worked for Sean Dyche at Everton, and that surprised me. Um, they've lost three of their last five, picked up a couple of draws along the way, Manchester City to come next, which is obviously a daunting game in itself. I worry for Everton now. I really, really do. And you're right. They've never been relegated uh, from the top flight. Only they and Arsenal uh, haven't been relegated from the top flight at some point or another. So, yeah, it's going to be a real shame if they do go down. And they're on the, they're building a brand spanking new stadium as well. So they had plans for oh. bigger and better things. But this season, they found themselves really, really in trouble. And, and I do worry for them, particularly if they don't get anything against City because games are running out. You know, they're 19th at the moment. They're only a point away from Leeds in 17th. So it's mm. not like it's an irretrievable situation, but you just can't see where the next win's going to come from with them. Um, and that's the same for Southampton. So I think those two are the ones that I'm, I'm really concerned about at the minute. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Hey, we know you had a coronation up there on the weekend. You've got Erling Haaland, undoubtedly the king of the Premier, smashing <laughs> records uh, left, right and centre, 35 goals in 32 games. Um, is he the best you've ever seen in the EPL? Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because I think in terms of what he's achieving, in terms of the outputs, then, yeah, you have to say that. You know, he's, Nobody else has got that many goals in a single season, so you have to say he's the best. But... For me, doesn't quite do it. I, I, this sounds really crazy. I'm sure people are going to be listening, thinking, "What is he on about?" But he, stylistically, he's just not at the best level for me in terms of how aesthetically pleasing his football is. If that makes sense, <laughs> I still think back to people like Thierry Henry and mm. and various others who, for me, got me off my seat more. Haaland's a bit like a machine. Um, not to take anything away from him, but it is very functional. Very physical, very powerful, but it's not really my cup of tea. Although he's been incredible and deserves immense credit. There you go. Harry Simeo, thanks a lot for joining us. All the best for Arsenal's run home um, late. And uh, you never know, Harry, they might get him. But uh, thanks a lot for coming on this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. There you go. Harry Simeo out of the UK, is he? He's always got lots of knowledge. Beautiful. Yeah, lots of knowledge. We'll go uh, shoot off with Beckson.